God. Alone with God. Genesis 32, verse 24 to 28. So Jacob was left alone. I'm re reading from the Amplified Version now. And uh, a man came and wrestled with him. The Bible says, a man came and wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he had not prevailed against Jacob, he touched his hip joint and Jacob's hip was dislocated as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go for the day is breaking. Let me go. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you declare and proclaim your blessings on me. So he asked him, what is your name so that you will let me go? And he said, my name is Jacob. And he said, no, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled you have prevailed with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. Let us pause there. Alone with God. The story of this, our patriarch, Jacob. We all know this story very well. Jacob, as you all know by his name, his name means a supplanter, a cheater, somebody that have defrauded someone, a froster. You remember his story between his brother Jacob and Esau that one way or the other, Jacob took the birthright that belonged to his brother. And because of that, he ran away because Esau, his brother, was looking after him to revenge. And of course, you know, when God has a plan for your life, even if the enemy is trying to do any harm against you, there is a way God will preserve your life and protect you until the day of fulfillment of your purpose of your life. So God took Jacob out of the city and he went to Laban. When he got to Laban, this same Jacob worked with Laban. And he was so smart, was so intelligent, that in the house of Laban, he was making more money than his uncle, his master. So a day came that he wanted to marry. And he was meant to marry one of the daughters of Laban. And, <laughs> you know, sometimes there is this saying that the evil that men do will live after them. And sometimes we also we need to be mindful because there is what we call the law of harvest. The Bible says, whatsoever a man sow, you will definitely repeat here on earth. And that is why I want to challenge you today, children of God, please sow good seeds. Sow seeds of joy. Sow seeds of favor. 
sow seed of love to people, guess what? It's a matter of time. You will reap whatever you sow. So Jacob was about to reap. And instead of Laban giving Jacob the right daughter, Laban exchanged it. And by the time Jacob saw and said, but this is not the one I asked for. This is not Rebecca. Oh, sorry. Was it Leah then? He said, this is not the one. So the Bible said, Laban told him, it is not so. We don't give the younger sister before the elder sister. So you need to marry the elder sister. Now, Jacob had waited seven years to marry that sister. So by Laban's mathematics, Jacob will have to wait another word, seven years. So he waited for how many years? 14 good years. Whatsoever a man sow, he will read. Now, Jacob now left Laban, married two wives, had many flocks, had many households, had many goods. He prospered. He was so rich. And on his way, they told him that his brother is coming along that way. Now, if you are Jacob, what will you do? Do you think your brother for that year will have forgotten? No. So Jacob panicked and said, where do I go? What do I do? Now, if I'm alone, that is no problem. I can confront my brother. And guess what? He still thinks he's smart. Do you know what he did? He divided his family into two. Now, you first wife and the children, you stay here. You, my second wife and the children, you come with me. And he said, if my brother Esau at least will kill me, you, the second wife and the children, will leave. But do you know that the wisdom of men cannot be compared to the wisdom of God? Now, to himself, Jacob was thinking, I'm very smart. I know how to handle the situation of life until it dawned on him that he needed God. Few days, they told him, Esau is coming and he's not coming alone. He's coming with 400 battalions. He began to panic. And he said, Lord, you promised me. You said you will be with me. He began to confess his sin. He began to repent. He began to pray a prayer of forgiveness. But you said you will be with me. You said you will go with me along this journey. What is happening, Lord? Then suddenly it dawned on him that he needed God. So the Bible tells us that at that point in time, his wisdom could not save him. His strength could not save him. Nothing could save Jacob and the family. Ladies and gentlemen, there will be a point in time in your life and in my life that our wisdom, our money, and our connection will not be able to save us. The only place to run to is the presence of God. The place for solution and the place for answer. That is why the Bible says the righteous runneth into it and they were saved. The only place that is safe is the presence of God. So the Bible says in Genesis 32, verse 24 and 25, and Jacob was alone with God. 
He needed a time with God. He need to sort this thing out. If I don't sort this out, I need, I need deliverance. I know what is going to become of me. My brother is coming with 400 military men. He's coming to kill and to capture me. Lord, what do I do? He went to the Lord and he stood before the presence of God and he was alone. The Bible says in the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 20. Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 20. It says, But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth what? keep silence. You know, I've run through the Bible and I've checked that great men and women of God that made impact. They are people that spend quality time alone with God. Check the life of Abraham, David. I'll give you an example. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 23. One of the examples. Matthew 14, 23. Talking about our master. He says, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself alone. To do what? To pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. That is Jesus. Every time Jesus wants to communicate with his father for his next assignment, for his next plan, he will withdraw himself and he will stay before God alone, receiving instruction, renewing his strength before his master. You know the story of Jacob in Genesis 32, 24. In Exodus 19, verse 20 to 21. We read the story about Moses. When God was about to give the children of Israel an instruction for their life, he told Moses, separate yourself from these people. You alone come up to the mountain. Alone. Not with Aaron, not with your family. I want to talk to you much to mouth alone, every great man and woman of God in the Bible that made impact, they are people that spend quality time alone with God, alone with God. On several occasions, beloved, God is seeking our attention for fellowship, God is seeking our attention for deliverance and revelation. But we are too busy. And sometimes we are too noisy. Pentecostal. Every time we want to make noise. It's not every time you have to make noise when you are in his presence. Sometimes I listen to some gospel music and I said, this is not music. This is noise. We make a hell of noise. Sometimes God wants to talk. God wants to whisper. God wants to minister, but the noise is too loud. It's too much. There is a time you have to withdraw yourself to be alone in his presence. We must be sensitive to the request of the Holy Spirit. The life of a present believer is full of noise. We must learn to be quiet, to sit still in his presence. Jesus, our master, showed us, his followers, a good example. One of his secrets with his father, in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, is spending time alone with him. 
Mark 1.35. Jesus, the Bible says, now in the morning, having risen in a long while, before daylight, he went out and departed to where? A solitary place. And dear what? He prayed. Let me ask you this question. You don't need to answer. Whenever you wake up in the morning, what is the first thing that you do? That will determine the day. Whatever you do first when you wake up in the morning will determine how your day will be. So many of us, the first thing we do is to pick up our phones and run through our feeds of our social media. First thing in the morning. Mark 11.35 Wake up in the morning before he speaks to anybody, he runs to his father to communicate with him. Benefits of being alone with God. You receive revelation and instructions about your life and nation and assignments. When you stay alone with God, God will show you his purpose and you'll be able to discover your purpose with God. Exodus 24 verse 2 to 4. Benefits of being alone with God. God can give you divine direction of where to go, of what to do. You'll be able to hear the voice of God clearly like Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 4 to 8. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 4 to 8. What are the benefits of being alone with God? It's a place of deliverance. A place where you encounter God in a spiritual warfare. You know, there are some prayers you cannot pray when you are in the church, when you are in the midst of people. There are some prayers I cannot pray in the presence of my wife. She will make more prayer of me. There are some prayers I cannot pray when my children are there. They will not understand. There are some prayers I pray alone that only myself and God will understand. In fact, there are times I don't pray in English. I don't pray in any other dialect. I pray in the language that will be so comfortable with me and my God. Alone with God. It's a place of deliverance. Benefits of being alone with God. is a time of brokenness. It's a place where your life is broken. When you are before God alone, your secret of your life is exposed to you. Do you know that? When you are alone with God, God will tell you all your secrets. You know the story of our Lord Jesus Christ? He went to the garden of Gethsemane to pray alone. And while he was praying alone with God, he said, Father, we are here alone now. Nobody is here. Nobody will hear this information. Nobody is listening. It's just two of us. If it is possible, so that they will not say, I'm lazy, I'm weak. Please, I am your son. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is what? Let this cup please pass over me. We saw the first time the weakness of the king of kings. When he was alone. When you are alone with God, fresh grace, power for next move of your life is released. First Kings chapter 19 verse 5. You know the story of Elijah. He, hide, he was under the juniper tree and said, Lord, take my life. I'm about to die. There are no other prophets except me. God said, who told you? There are thousands that have hidden that you have not heard about their name. And God told him, you are weak. Stay here for some days. And God began to feed him. 
Do you know that there are times we overwork this flesh and this body? And because we don't fall sick, we think we can carry on. Our brother spoke about mental health. The beginning of mental health is when you don't really have time to meditate and to sit down quietly alone to reserve your strength. Believers don't understand that. That there are times you just don't pray. You just sit down. One hour, two hours, you are just meditating. You study the word and you are just meditating. You are asking for wisdom. You are asking for direction. You are not praying. Your strength is being renewed. The benefits of being alone with God. You gradually be like him, Jesus. Because of his appearance of his glory. You remember the story in Mount Transfiguration. Matthew chapter 17 verse 1 to 2. Matthew chapter 17 verse 1 to 2. The Bible tells us how Jesus took with him James, Peter, and John to the mountain. And the Bible says immediately they got there. Now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother. Let them up on where? A high mountain alone by themselves. And it was transfigured before them. His face showed. The question is this, sir. I ask myself, why did that encounter did not happen within the 12 disciples? It can't happen there. Distractions here. Noise over there. People will distract. So Jesus took the three to the mountain. He knew what was coming. He knew what was going to happen. So when you are alone with God, it's a place where every time you appear in his presence, you'll be like him. Because the moment you talk, you speak, you share the same idea with God, you begin to reflect the nature of God. You begin to speak like him. You begin to hate what God hates. You begin to like what God likes. You gradually be like him in appearance. Finally, you exchange fear for faith. When Jacob encountered God when he was alone, his fear disappeared. Faith came. Boldness came. You know what happened after then? Immediately after that encounter, he stood before Esau that was coming to kill him. The man that was coming with 400 battalions surrendered and he embraced. It was because Jacob had an encounter before meeting Esau. God is calling you and I to a higher place with him. Stop living a shallow life. Enjoy a better life with Jesus. But I want to tell you, it's only for few people and few believers that can deprive themselves of pleasure, sacrifice, and pay the price. Do you know that sometimes, believers, God can use your adversity to draw you to himself. Maybe what you are going through now, let me just drop this to you. That affliction, that adversity, that challenge, that problem is not from the devil. Maybe God is seeking your attention. Maybe God is trying to pass a message across to you. Maybe God is trying to ask you to correct your ways. But our focus is always on our pain and our problem. 
God can still speak to you. God can use you. God can empower you if you stay alone with him. God can entrust bigger assignments in your care. The problem is we are too far from him to receive. We are too busy to sit at his feet like Mary and Martha. Busy, 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 busy with life matter, yet not making progress. Let me ask these three questions. Have you ever thought of prayer walking? Have you ever heard about prayer walking? Spiritual prayer walk. When last did you do that? When last did you go alone, speaking in tongues? Prayer walk and you just talk to God alone. When last are you so attentive during your morning devotion? The final question. When last did you go for a personal retreat? When last? When last have you declared a fast? Not a group or corporate fast in the church. When last? God is seeking and God is looking for men and women to send that are qualified, that are justified, that are available, and that are ready. The question is this. Will God find you? Will God find me like Jacob? I pray that we will not be too busy. I pray that we will not be distracted. I pray that the Holy Spirit will give us a holy detention in the presence of God. Like Jacob and said, I will never let you go except you bless me. Stand up on your feet. Lord, as from today, help me to seek you better. Teach 